0: So you want to hit those scorching? Well, you came to the right place. Hi, I'm Jim Gillette from the band Nitro, and this is lesson one of Metal Method's Vocal Power. And that's what it's all about, power! First, I'm going to show you how to warm up. I almost didn't put this in here, because it makes me look so stupid, but it's the only real warm-up exercise I ever do. It goes like this. Okay, I know it seems strange, but it really works. It doesn't matter if you do it higher or lower, it's just a warm-up. Try it. (laughs) (laughs) You look crazy, too, so don't be making fun of me. I'm going to do it once more, so join in, and we'll all act crazy together.
1: This is Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, brought to you by your two hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco. And fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined with the mendacious Elsie Fox. How are you this morning, Elsie? I am excellent, thank you for asking. And how are you? Uh, I think I'm doing okay. Uh, I, I'm still dealing with this bronchitis bullshit, but uh, other than man. That, tip top. Damn, man, that's been a 30 days, 40 days, going 40 days, 60. 40 nights?
2: Yeah.
1: Holy crap. I'm not going See, back I... to the doctor. It. You know what? The All weird right. thing is that like every day I wake up, I go through the the kind of like clear the shit out in the morning and then i'm like okay i feel a little better today but it's so and then uh, amy got it somewhere while we were in boston and so now she's on the same trajectory so uh, good lord yeah it'd be nice you know it almost be better if it was just like being sick for like four days right because you know it's yeah. like i don't feel i mean other than a wheezy once in a while or coughing but anyway Way too much yeah. on that. Uh, how uh, well you can
2: what, Well, I no, but but I do think it's fun because you can you can cough on people and just say, "Don't worry, I'm not contagious."
1: Mm. I do that at the gym nonstop. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I make sure I go next to anybody wearing a mask and start coughing. So just because I'm that, that level of asshole, I usually just say, <clears throat> "Staff infection," just leaves <laughs> it open doesn't mean
2: doesn't mean anything really. Yeah. But uh yeah man. So I just want to say thank you again for one of my gifts. My kids now know what a flux capacitor is. And um it worked great in the way to church. So go listen to the other episode to learn more about that. But but yeah, I just wanted to keep you a I quick have to admit
1: I gave all your gifts to uh, to Salvation Army. So
2: that's fine. <laughs> I'm surprised they took them. Yeah, and they, My gifts were the equivalent of trying to get rid of a TV that's not a flat screen now. Mm. <laughs> Nobody will take that thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway. But um, yeah, so speaking of shopping and donating and, and, and Black Friday references, um, I just want to mention, um, have you been to, where's the last time? Are you still a Target purveyor? You, you go there and shop around here and there, or, or you not go there? As much. opposed to like going to Walmart,
1: I guess so. Like, what's have you gone there? Have you gone there in the last like three three months? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm at Target at minimum once a week. Is that where you're going? Okay, I, I don't, yeah, I cons- pretty much. But you know, it's where I go to get things. It's not like, ooh, let's go to Target.
2: Yeah. Well, what I mean is that I figured that maybe, maybe you would say like you were more of a man and you forced. Force the, the wife to do all the shopping. You'd even drive her there and say,
1: Go get my things. And sit in the parking like lot like <laughs> some idiot you know, on his phone. Yeah. Speaking right. of which, next time you're leaving any place that, that has a big parking lot, yeah. just look around. It is amazing how many people are just sitting in their fucking cars on their phone.
2: It's, I'm one of them sometimes. Oh. It's like my lunch break sometimes. I'm like it's the only place to like uh have peace and quiet. Man, it's when I make nah, most I just, of my social find, calls.
1: Find a different way, I guess. I just uh, I know. It I is funny sad. looking at it
2: though. Yeah, I agree. I'll tell you what also is sad is uh, to go with that, that descriptive word you used is, you know, sometimes I just want people to lie to me. I don't need, you know, things to be realistic all the time. And I'll tell you what I'm disturbed with these days, and it's something that I cannot take anymore, is I used to go to Target or any store, but especially Target. And now I am confronted with models that are not model worthy to me. Have you noticed this? Like, if you have freckles, you're good to go in the, the model industry. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: sure. Or there's kind of like a movement to to show. You're talking actual models, like a like a poster yeah. and ad or something like that. I mean, yes, yes. Not a lot All of the advertisements on Target, but
2: no, no. <laughs> but but I'm just saying the actual pictures on there are like, uh, you know, you're you're more heavy set woman, dudes that just look like dudes, mm-hmm. and, and not Brad Pitt. A lot of guys with uh, freckles in the face. But, and that's fine and good. And I understand it's supposed to make us feel better. And this is how things are. But I don't want that. And you know I don't really want it is I had to go shop, uh, uh, get some underwear for, for me and the boy. And went there and, and went in there. And there's now, I'm not sure if you've seen this. Those are the ones that are out front and they're on the, the wall. But in the underwear section now, they have, <laughs> they have pictures of uh, you get some, some boxer shorts. And there's dudes with guts. <laughs> have you seen this uh you know it's been a while but I, I honestly you know what i'm saying hurt. the underwear the underwear ones is usually some guy with a six pack and you're like like damn i'm gonna look good in this underwear right in- and now this guys with like a 10 pound gut kind of going over the, the top of the uh elasticity band
1: let me know when you're done so i can answer your question <laughs> go ahead Ever since I switched to Duluth Trading Company, I haven't bought underwear in a in a store. So, I mean, oh. I, their 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 advertisements are more, I don't know, cartoony. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. they, they don't have models, that's for sure. So, no, I have not seen this. So, so I'm just saying, I I don't think anybody
2: needs this. Nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know the fact that they go to, they go to the like you're a guy that likes to this that's doing the health thing. You're going there. You don't want to be reminded by the fact that you do all this work and you still have a ten pound. Or whatever you got down mm. there, like kind of you know, it's not going to go away. It's been there since since twenty three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Um, as far as the model thing, I the what was that show? Uh, one of the first podcasts I listened to, The Last Men on Earth. They kind of did a rant on this where it's just like oh. you're supposed to be attractive. And I, I, as far as the modeling thing, I have less of an issue. I do kind of get where. I think for 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 a lot of young women in general, I do think there is this unhealthy, like image of what a woman is all over the place. And if we're gonna maybe make that a little more like, hey, there, not everybody, you're not expected to meet this ridiculous standard, without a coke habit or some kind of like poor eating disorder. Some there's something fucking wrong with you if you look like that. Is kind of where I'm getting at. Uh, yeah. 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 I have a bigger issue with the whole mannequin fate for uh movement where because I, kind of to what you're saying, a lot of mannequins yeah. I've seen some that are like a little chubbier or and i I don't even get it because it's basically just a glorified hanger. You're trying to make a re- body realistic mannequin and they don't even have fucking heads. If you're being body shamed by a mannequin, I don't think it's the mannequin that's doing it. I think there's other issues that you might get to. As far as modeling and they want to bring in some normal looking people, uh I, I kind of get what you're saying, you know. You, but I may, I maybe maybe for the underwear thing, because I don't think men care about this as much as women do. I, right. I think you know, yeah, I maybe that's where it jumped out at me that yeah. much. Because I I don't I don't really want to see a guy who's got my body on the package of anything. You know what I mean? That's what they have.
2: So, You know, it's just like, here's a dude wearing some underwear. I'm like, no, I'm supposed to. That's my point is I get it with a woman and all that stuff like that. But for guys, I actually do want a guy that looks like Brad Pitt because I want to feel like, hey, if I get this shirt, (laughs) <laughs> spend spend an extra sixty five bucks. I might look goddamn good. I want that image. I don't want to do the like. Hey, I can look at that. I still look like I got a had a had a twenty four pack on Saturday. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? You might be able to to sell me on a a pair of shoes uh, with that kind of thing, but not underwear. I really don't give a shit. Uh, okay. I, I don't think Whatever. I've ever. All I mean there is that like. I don't think I'm like that guy in that underwear package looks really fucking ripped. I can't wait to put these bad boys on. Uh, uh, but, again, I, I don't think uh, – and I don't, I'm just – I'm trying to – I don't remember th- caring about this stuff when I was growing up. I do think this is more of a woman thing um, right. to be a little sexist. But, uh, anyway. I get it. But hey, uh, People with freckles is, have a right w- to live, too. What do you want them to do?
2: Of course they do. I have no problem with freckles. I think freckles are cool. I just think – the, the main thing is is that I – you know – what it is is when it's very obvious what they're doing. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not just the fact that it's slightly changing. It wasn't just overnight, like one out of the five. It's, like, it's all of them. Every single picture is, is that.
1: There's, there's a it's PR one. aspect to it. but and, Of course you know. there is. But it's
2: also, I'll tell you what it is too, is, is when they force stuff like this into movies, but they don't actually add to the plot. It's almost like a quota kind of, kind of thing. That's all. I see it a lot with the kids' movies now these days.
1: There That's is it. definitely a shift into, like, uh, leading characters being female in, in television, uh, not white, stuff like that. I, I honestly, if it's done good, I really don't typically notice it. Typically, Or lesbian, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gay couples, all this stuff is, is kind of popping up right. more. And oh, yeah. it is a way to help normalize those things. It's also a way for these companies to get this PR. It's no different because there are people that get upset about this and call this the woke movement this is all bullshit meanwhile you know they're also like you know buying into all the military propaganda during football football games you know what i mean sure. it's really no different except for this might actually have a, a positive outcome you're just trying to to brand yourself as a certain kind of thing even though behind the scenes you're a giant billionaire corporation that's evil so oh, oh, i hear oh, you oh, oh. Well, wow, that's a serious Light. rant. I think we need to lighten shit up. here. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah,
2: but all I know is that I have a suspicion that they are adding freckles to the. Me- the- it's all Photoshop. That's all it is. Fr- it's, it's, they're
1: photoshopping freckles onto fake, people. Fake.
2: That's right. That's right. It's reverse Photoshop. They're making. They're making. They're adding stuff on. They're adding. They're adding ten pounds. They're adding more freckles. It's all scam, man. You should see these people in real life. They look perfect.
1: <laughs> they're getting the same models. They're just ugling them up. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, yeah, well, we don't so. really want to work with ugly people. <laughs>
2: exactly. Why what would I actually want to take pictures of them? Exactly. You fuck them up after post. Fuck it right. up and post.
1: Hey, I wanted to ask you if for the last couple times we got together. Have you heard the new um, Green Day song? Uh, I think it's called uh, "The American Dream Is Killing Me." I have not. Hmm. That's too bad. Sorry. Check it out. Uh, I just something sums up with his voice. Like it sounds mm. like Green Day, but it sounds like sounds to me kind of like Weird Al doing a Green Day song. Oh
3: boy! You know
4: what I
1: mean? That's it's not good. something. It's just something weird about it. I don't know. I was really hoping you'd heard it, but anyway. Moving on
2: I'll definitely check it out It all seemed like he was doing a bit of a, a fake voice too anyway You know, like he was English oh, but not English
1: You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah That snarky uh... Trying to get that like punk rock kind of Johnny Rotten thing <laughs> on our Cobras group that uh Brad Gillis is now following us Cobras and Fire on whatever uh, is it just called X that's so hard to say it's so stupid I call it Twix okay on Twix he's following us on Twix uh I had a little fun with Sinzak because uh uh they he uh, it says the real Brad Gillis and Mm -hmm. it followed uh Decibel Geek and he shared it like uh in their group you know and uh I hadn't you know I think that 2 or 3 days later I went on our Twitter account which I pretty much hit about 2 or 3 times a week um, and I hit see the notifications and I saw I got the exact same one I'm like ah mm. suck it Zac. so <laughs> <hey.">
2: <laughs> yeah no I mean it's uh yeah I, I saw that I, I think I saw the original one from him and I was like Brad Gillis followed me and I was like weird flex but okay yeah I'm like uh, who who exactly is Brad Gillis, I think he is from Night Ranger. I mm. think he was an Aussie for us from a, a minute. I kind of know him only from the podcast. Not a big Night Ranger fan.
1: Yeah, God, that's there's okay. just something. There's something <clears throat> off with uh, a dude who's super into Night Ranger. I just, uh, it's like Pony. having a pet snake. It's just a cry for help. <laughs> I mean, two different cries. Don't get me wrong, but uh, that is the definition of Ranger Danger. <laughs> <laughs> is when you're way into him. God. Uh, I don't want to name him, but it's a guy we know. He's really into Night Ranger. And like three times in a row or something like that, his 57th Night Ranger show got canceled for one reason or another. And he's like, I guess I'll never get this number 57. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. You know? Anyway. Yeah.
2: Can you imagine a podcast that like once a month actually like reviewed a Night Ranger album?
1: Mm. God. That'd it. be crazy. God, they got to have something for March Badness, right? <laughs> Yeah. God, yeah. I remember Kelly Keegi was, uh, well, I've told the story about uh, him being in the recording studio when we were recording our first record for Jesus Chrysler, and he played us. It was, sh- God, just, I don't know if it was, I think it was later on, actually, after we recorded the album, because it was after 9-11, he was recording just a dreadful cover of John Lennon's Imagine and, in some Oof. way to kind of monetize the whole uh, mm-hmm. tragedy, but uh,
2: anyway, yeah, well, we should actually check in how to see how that Night Ranger podcast is doing that we saw it. Uh, oh
1: my god, Park. that's what you were talking about. Yeah, shit, the fucking idea. That there's a whole podcast of that is just obscene to me. But uh, uh, <laughs> maybe there's a, just a bigger groundswell, and I've just hung out with the wrong people. Uh, you know,
2: maybe there's a Night Ranger
1: FAQ board. There we go. <laughs> what is that Night Ranger podcast? Let's give him a plug. I'll we'll have to look there it can't up. Be more well, than one, right? I don't think so. No. <laughs>
2: <sighs> they, they they're actually smart because that that niche is wide open. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. They're like it's no, nobody's nobody's feeding the need for Night Ranger minutia.
1: They just seem like one of those bands that like are playing like rib fest for free, in your local <laughs> neck of the and that's why you go see them. It's like yeah, I'll go check out some free Night Ranger and eat some ribs. You know, it, it isn't like you actually go out of your way and pay money to see them because they're just gonna come you know come back around for free again. Yeah, I think that there would be good. That would be one
2: piece of minutia is what percentage of times that they play does is the promoter involve rib
1: <laughs> in the promotion uh, and
2: or or the word freedom.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's right. They were there. Um uh shifting gears a little bit here. Uh okay. where the fuck was I gonna go? <laughs> Can uh, we do uh, another
2: five minutes on Night Ranger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, uh did you see uh um Jim Gillette uh and Ricky Rocket are getting in into some uh Oh, words on, on social media, and I threw myself in the mix in the middle there. Um, Love it. Yeah. It's, uh, for the listeners, for the person that's not all up on Jim Gillette, yeah. could, uh, give a little background. <laughs> for everybody paying attention right now, yeah. It's in the late 80s, early 90s, a hair metal shredder kind of band called Nitro existed. Mm-hmm. The guitar player was a guy named Michelangelo who got a little bit of uh, attention for having a guitar with four necks. And he would, you know, play all of them. It's spiking off in all directions. Okay. (laughs) Um, And Jim Gillette was the singer of that band. For people who know who Doug Marks is, Jim Gillette was like the vocal coach version of Doug Marks. Doug Marks had like the Metal Method cassette guitar package where you would, you would buy them and then you get like 10 cassettes and less than one, two, three, that, that kind of deal. And those were both okay. kind of featured heavily in like Hit Parader and Circus Magazines as far as advertisements. Um, Doug Marks had a band called Hawk that my buddy got a boner for. Um, but I heard the record. It's not very good. Anyway, so that's Jim Gillette, and then he married Lita Ford. Um, they had a really messy nice oh, divorce. Okay. Um, yeah, they lived on an island for a long time. Anyway, so he got like custody of the of the, the two boys. They weren't allowed to see her.
2: One question was was with that? Is that after Wasp Man? After Chris Holmes?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think this was the last okay. notable. Like they they got divorced in the 2000s at some point, I believe. Okay, so that's more recent. Got yeah. it. Yeah. She was on a VH1, Where Are They Now?, and they were still married at that time. So, He's also like a, okay. uh, a UFC kind of guy. Um, I, I don't know if he does actually that. but uh, So he threw some kind of uh, smoke at um, Ricky Rocket. I first heard about it from a guy named Howie Huberman, who made this comment, but Jim Gillette shared it. He says, introducing the world's most dangerous man from the entertainment field, Jim the Razor Gillette. Multiple disi- <laughs> disciples... G.I. and no G.I. I don't know what that means. Bare knuckle and intestinal fortitude like no other. You might know him from Nitro. Royce Gracie. But no, this is my dearest, most trusted friend. Heck, we even live together with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> There's Talk a about Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, okay. I yeah. do believe someone out there wants to go toe-to-toe with Jim. Please feel free to throw your hat in the ring. At this point, I didn't know about the Ricky Rocket thing, so I replied to that. Okay. I replied in the comments, just tell me when and where. <laughs> I'll out sing his ass and toss Jim a beating in the ring gratis. <laughs> to which Jim Gillette nice. liked Lewis. the comment, and then I shared that in the <laughs> okay. Uh Ricky Rocket apparently saw the same post, and then he also commented, a la Baco, is that the guy who took Lita Ford's kids away? And some random dude named Sean chimed in with him. I'm pretty sure he is. To which Jim Gillette, of course, chimed in. Ricky Rocket, no, I didn't take the kids. I have sole legal and physical custody of our children who are now grown adults, which seems like he does not have sole custody anymore because they're grown-ass men. Perhaps you should educate yourself on the subject. And then he shared a couple of fucking uh, metal sludge and metal sucks stories. If after reading those, you still feel it necessary to defend Lita, perhaps you'd like to throw your hat in the ring. Loser gives a hundred k to the charity of the winner's choice, whatever. And then this kind of blew up a little bit, and it turns out that there is some beef between him and Ricky, uh, and it has to do with uh, Def Leppard slagging Ricky. Yeah, it's like like he uh, Jim Gillette accused Ricky of talking shit about Joe Elliott. And what do you remember? He, uh, some years back, Joe Elliott talked about made made a disparaging comment about Motley Crue and Poison and bands like that. Sure. Uh, anyway, um, Ricky kind of came back at him a little bit. To me, that's not talking shit about somebody that's saying, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You know, we, we go out and bust our ass off. People like our music. Go fuck yourself, Joe Elliott. And it's all tied around that. So uh, the fact that he's calling Ricky Rocket a shit talker and also Jim Gillette seems kind of like a douchebag. I just, uh, you know, um, I mean, he, yeah, he could beat me up probably, but that doesn't make him a cool guy. <laughs> So I want to make sure I understand this. So Jim Gillette is basically defending Joe Elliott's honor. Yeah, and this Howie Hubberman guy apparently is Jim's buddy. Well, they live together with, with Ron Jeremy. I just love the
2: fact, all these names so far, Gillette, Hubberman. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's all, the,
1: all the, everything you need for the story to get better. Jim the Razor Gillette. How did he come up with that cool yes. name? Oh, huh. Yeah, who knows? It was right there. Didn't fucking spend a lot of time uh, nope. workshopping that one. Who you got in this one? <laughs> Oh, a- anybody but Rick- Ricky Rocket. <laughs> I'll tell you that much.
2: I don't care who it is.
1: Uh, maybe Zuckerberg can get involved, and I mean, he can't even hit a drum. Hmm. Okay. I'm not. Uh... That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um... Okay.
2: I didn't know if that developed more, but no, uh, really. I, I mean, I haven't it,
1: heard it, any update on that. It's been a couple of weeks, but. Uh... Uh, I really just wanted to talk about it because I the the I talk shit, you know. I'm like like I'm gonna get in a ring with that fucking maniac. I wouldn't get in the ring with anybody. Uh, did you see hear the news that Kid Rock is uh, he's all good with Bud Light now? Oh,
2: good. I was hoping that they'd work something out. Oh God, you know this is
1: oh, whatever. I just is that the end of that? <laughs> I just I I just like bringing that up because he's such a. God, he's such a tool. I just, uh, I, I just uh, don't. Don't people get tired of looking like fools for supporting people with no fucking integrity? They don't mean a damn thing they say, and yet you 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 stand behind them and go, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, I guess I'm just talking about Kiss fans.
2: <laughs> no, I thought you were talking about Jim Gillette defending Joe Elliott.
1: Oh God, you know, you know. Uh, I would uh, maybe Jim Gillette
2: and Joe Elliott should fight. It, it, your mind sometimes because of the fact that uh I do like some old school kid rock I kind of just like push all that to this I don't even want to see it yeah <laughs> I just dismiss yeah. everything that's new
1: in the world he does need to kind of disappear for a while you know he let, does let the mystery uh build kid
2: um he is in he is in the zone of nickelback and limp Biscuit era 2004 he yeah. just needs to go away for at least 10 years and then out el- Everybody, he'll come back, and it's all good. It's the same thing. It's just like Tommy Lee. Oh, I forgot you beat your wife, and you went to jail. You just got to go away for a while. Yeah. That's it.
1: In bad news from people that uh, sometimes give credit for being smarter than the art department, uh, Twisted Sister J.J. French has advice for new bands. Mm, Good. Uh, Apparently, one of the reasons Twisted Sister was successful is they played 3,500 shows in two and a half years. Mm. 3,500 shows. Now wait, he does what? break it down that mm. they were playing two to three nights at some kind of club setup like this. But this is the, the like he's he goes on to flesh out like there's bands that are like you know getting a bunch of attention and they haven't even done fifty shows. We did 3,500 in two and a half years. You did 3,500 shows as a cover band. Now you're still learning how to play and perform and, and stuff. But you also had the opportunity. This is this was this type of advice is the crux for the, my never to be released book. Apparently, uh, how to fail at rock and roll. It is that like I got tired of bands always saying just get out there and play as much as you can. Okay, how do I do that? That's the advice I need, you know, because I went and looked for a gig and didn't get one. What am I doing wrong? 3,500 shows in two and a half years. You're a fucking band on a ship at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is not realistic advice. Most bands will never be in a situation where they're paid to do three shows a night and and maybe I'm looking at it wrong, maybe, because when we would do covers, we would do three sets a night. I considered it one show. But now I should be saying those were all three show nights. Fuck it. That adds at least another hundred and fifty shows to my, you know, uh, history. God damn. And again, it's always these guys. It's J.J. French, it's D. Snyder, Gene Simmons, Ted Nugent. They, the, the sober guys, the ones that like wear their sobriety on their their chest. Like that's why they're we treat them like they have something to say. Break down what they're saying because it's stupid. Every time I see J.J. French <laughs> say anything, it's just like you're not really adding anything to this. The only thing he can and do entertaining to me is tell stories of interesting things that happened to him. I don't think I, this, this guy should be giving fucking music advice, not to this generation. I mean, gee, no. dear God. By the way, that's, that works out to every day
2: in two and a half years, just of so the math, just so you know that's a bit of a, a, a push. That's
1: uh, 3.83 shows per night. Yeah, I think they every said they night. were doing six nights a week, three or four shows a night. Something He breaks yeah. it down to kind of, okay. you know. whatever. Because um, that was my this first was, thing. But, it's like, all right, is he just using hyperbole? I think so a little, a little bit. Well, no, a he's, bit. He, I don't think he can spell hyperbole. Uh, no, so he just I, I can't. <laughs> I'll throw it out there. Not a good speller. H. That's why I
2: use. Why? That's why I use spell autocorrect. But uh, on that end too, I thought you were going to say that his advice for up and coming musicians is to not do what Twits, Twisted Sister did. Yeah, it should be. Which is Fuckin to a, Which is to uh, you know after they have a a, a successful album. And are riding the coattails of Quiet Riot and Rat and all that stuff like that to switch producers and put out two other shitty albums after their, their debut, their, their big
1: one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great That's idea. Said, and, uh, if anybody out there wants to waste two hours of their life, go watch that mm-hmm. pointless documentary on Twisted Sister where him and D basically yeah. it, it, after two hours, they stop and it's done. And it's when they get signed. Right. And it's like, wait a second. This is, now we're getting to the good stuff it's really, the funny thing is they put it together like, this is the struggle we went through. This is like all the bullshit we had to overcome. As someone who's kind of trudged his way and tried to do what they did too, it is a fucking instruction guide on how not to get fucking signed. It is just like, well, we could, you know you know, be playing six nights a week in Long Island doing covers. Why are we going to do a, a gig for nothing at CBGB's? Because you want to get signed. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just. All I know is that
2: every time I hear about that Twisted Sister documentary, it reminds me not to see it because the documentary I don't want to see is all the facts of Slash's uh, upbringing up to the point uh, of him actually... Joining Guns N' Roses. Yeah. It's like uh, That would be like a documentary on that. I don't want that. I want after he joined Guns N' Roses.
1: That's the documentary you make for your kids. <laughs> right, exactly. Here's some home movies we're going to watch together. Yeah, God. Here's what I put on the hat. And yeah. some good advice, or this isn't really advice. It's more of a complaint and an observation that I happen to agree with from a guy that I typically don't side with too much. Josh Todd of Buck Cherry said, Bands have five seconds to get your attention on streaming. And it's a sad reality. We've talked about it on here. The we we hear time and time again about the the loss of our ability to pay attention. But it's always followed by, so how do we take advantage of that small little attention span? Not how do we change that? How do we get so people can focus and pay attention? And, and mm-hmm. it's like we've we've just normalized it. So yeah, that does suck. You know what I mean? If you got a new song and, and you're a band, you got five seconds. Otherwise, boom, on to the next thing. You know. I mean, I don't know when it was started, if it was the 50s or 60s
2: or whatever, but, like, the Beatles have a lot of, I call it the Beatles thing when sometimes you start with a chorus and then mm. you go into the verse, that kind of thing. That seems like kind of the song you'll hear a lot of times these days more often is they throw the hook <clears throat> up front and then they go into how the song would normally start.
1: Yeah, you know it was saying? definitely part of early pop radio was, was that way. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. The, the, I would say fifteen I say five, five seconds is a little... Too little, but but
2: I do the first thirty seconds for sure, I think, is what uh, not that I agree with that. I'm just
1: saying that I get what he's saying. Sure, yeah. No, yeah, I mean it may not be exactly five seconds, but it ain't much. And nope. it is just amazing anytime I, I try to to do one of these things, what a clusterfuck it is. You'll spend ten to twenty seconds just getting to where you're you're ready to play something, and then you're like bam, skip, 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 skip. Oh, it's just uh I don't know. Uh, not, I'm really on the edge of just going old man on the whole thing, so let's leave it there. Fair enough.
2: Okay. Well, I, 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 I'll ask him more about that when I see Buck Cherry in December.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, are they opening <laughs> for Skid Row? Yes. Okay. That's exactly. right. Well there's a glut oh, wait, of kiss news I think low. we should probably yeah, man, just, hit just hit it, hammer man. through, man. Um God. Well, recently Paul just can't uh, got sick and cancelled some shows and one of our listeners shared the picture that Paul shared that we ended up all seeing everywhere, uh, right. of him in bed with an IV bag looking, you know, kinda gross. And yeah, the the comment was he can't eat there's really nothing he can overshare at this point. He's just it's just I I just I don't need this. Just cancel the shows, man. You know what I mean. But yeah, uh, yeah the two Canadian shows and then uh, Knoxville, I believe, are the three that got knocked out. Yeah,
2: it, it's almost like he needed to prove that he was ill. Yeah. Versus just a word. It's like the same thing as like showing your that you showed up uh, positive on your COVID test and take a picture of that and sending it to your boss. Yeah. Why I can't come in today? Sorry, right. I have COVID.
1: Putting on the extra cough when you call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta, yeah, I'm just um. I'm, Stomach illness. Uh,
2: yeah, and um, I could tell that the IV bag was 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 photoshopped on there, along with a couple freckles.
1: Hey, there was a funny moment on the Dan Patrick show this week. Uh, uh, one of the a kid called in, like about your son's age, uh, and uh, he, they were like, after they're talking to us, oh, you're not in school today. He's like, we don't have school today. I came over what the reason was, but they were like, like uh, give, like, what did you did you call in sick or did you? And so uh, one of the guys is like, just remember what Timmy or whatever his name is, some little Petey. Uh, yeah. Just remember, uh, they, no one can prove stomach illness is fake. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's true. There's,
1: uh, there's some good advice for the I youngsters like out there. I like that. Yeah.
2: You just go in there and say, like, oh, I got this. Yeah. If you have if anything like that, you have to take a bunch of craps. Nobody's going to inspect that. Right? No. Yeah. It's a solid solid tip, I think.
1: Now I know there are fans out there that, for some reason, were looking forward to seeing their last Kiss show, whether it was in Vancouver, or Montreal, wherever they're canceled. Um, are they redoing them? Well, that was. This is where I'm going with it. Mm. Um, I kind of hope they do it after the. Dis- they won't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I haven't heard any rumbling. They're just flat out canceling it. But I would like them. And then all those people that spent all that money to see that last show, they're now no longer got the last show. And you know how Kiss fans are. A bulk of them will be pissed off and say something about it. Most of them will go, "Yeah, what do you expect? I understand. This is just the way it goes." Like, because that would be super fucking lame. Yeah, it sucks. The show had to cancel, but come on, you're you're traveling across the country at 70 years old in planes, in buses, in limos around people in tight quarters. You're gonna get fucking sick, man. Oh so yeah. They if you if you really wanted to worry about making updates and and it doesn't sound like they they are. Then you probably got to put every show about a week apart (laughs) or at least two weeks from your second to last show to the last show. I'm pretty amazed how many
2: times people people don't get sick because because I I just had one one weekend of uh, a basketball tournament with uh, my son where I was around just a bunch of humans for a Saturday and Sunday just on bleachers sick as fuck. Next three days. You know what I mean? That was just everything else. They are. They're terrible, terrible people. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, you know, how can you make up those dates? Because you can't, like, you, let's say, I don't care, just take a kiss out of it. Just mm. say, like, it's the last show of, of somebody. You can't come back and do three more shows after that, period, when you've done your, your goodbyes. That's like, that's like leaving a party and you forget and you've done some stuff and then you've got to come back 15 minutes later because you forgot something and you have to say goodbye all again because you forget left. It's awkward. You can't do that.
1: Well what they could do is they could come back with two different guys and say that was the end of the road for Tommy and Eric. Okay. Oh was that,
2: was that, was that? you just keep doing
1: that. Yeah, because okay. that's what they do with the farewell tour.
2: Sure. That was a farewell to Ace and Peter, convenient. You know what you know what Kiss 2.0 is? Is two other guys and us still.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. Oh God. Get Bruce back. Um <laughs> Uh, if you do go to the shows, if you have tickets for anything, although I think by the time this comes out, the the road will have ended. Um, yeah. But Gene doesn't like uh, cell phones in the crowd. He just chimed in on this fucking fresh topic. Uh, fresh. I only fresh bring news. it up because he just you know you know how I like to say a, a a way to compliment somebody but also call them old is to call them spry. You know. Mm, you, yes. So this is much Gene kind of exposing just what an old dorky Jewy is. Uh, when at, <laughs> when talking about it, he said if he had his druthers, uh, oh, he druthers. would get rid of them. So yeah, druthers. There's a there's a word from the '40s for you. Man, uh, I think Jimmy Stewart says that 78 times in It's a Wonderful Life. So <laughs> that's right. is that Jimmy Stewart? Did I get that right.
2: Yeah, you're you're right on All that. Right.
1: I'm 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 gonna just go with a fact check without checking the facts.
2: All right, good enough. Um, druthers. Yeah, that is a That's instantly old. That's dust. <laughs> that's that's instant dust on that word.
1: Right? Yeah. Weird if I flex, had my but, druthers, okay. <laughs> it's
2: even. Yeah, that's like that's an old that's that's that version back then.
1: If I had my druthers, man, I want Gene and so Paul to like get too. up on, on uh, Gen Z lingo, man. Uh. I like I'd like Paul to add that to his uh, Lycalatapus
2: joke, mm, man. You know, what's you my know, favorite dinosaur? If I had my druthers, it would be a
1: Uh I'd like to pause for a second and, and uh, offer. Uh a semi apology to you and also a clarification on one thing that's on topic one thing that's not. The first thing is I could not find that fucking lickalotopus cup uh dump. I was going to throw it in there. Um so uh, uh if if you thought that was coming you were thinking nope. right I just could not fucking find it. So apologies for that. Are you looking but, on the episode or looking online? I was looking online. So I didn't yeah. uh, I I'm not going to fight, gonna fight be, the old It's not
2: searchable. Oh yeah, it, it's on our old. No, old no, I know episode. it. We've used it oh, before. It I okay. thought
1: I had it actually saved in the bank. <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's um, like an effect. <laughs> and then I went on online to see if I could find it, but uh, to no luck. So, sorry, buddy, you set it up for me. I uh, I thought it was a, a good spot, but it's been it's a while. All good. You know, bring it it's back for a, a little quick teaser. Um, the other thing is, uh, it, it just dawned on me when I was editing that last episode. That uh, you and my wife listen to me about the same level of percentage, I think. Uh, mm. um, because Good. I've talked about it in the past, but you brought it up. You asked me what's the longest I've stood in line for a record, on Record Store Day specifically, right? And you I know saw, I mentioned that it before. when we've talked about Record Store Day in the past. I do not go out and stand in line. I never have. Once I knew that was part of the equation, I, I support Record Store Day but it was like a, probably a few years after they started doing it that i just happened to be in a record store later in the day and i saw how much shit was still there so now when i do go if there's something on the list like i said that's why i use that kind of if it's a a 1000 or 2000 i'm like i don't know if i'm like going to bother driving 20 minutes out of my way but if you get that higher quantity i'll i'll make the trip and take a chance um but no, I that's that's why it was easy for me to tell you the longest I stood. I and mean, it was a long time by the way. It was like an hour. Um but yeah, I mean, I, come on, man. I just not not my bag. I mean, the people that do, they get the records and that's how it should be. I'm not I'm not mad at people for getting stuff. I'm not willing to stand in line for. I'm just not respect. All right. So there's my clarification. Uh, uh apparently that was important to me. Moving back to the Kiss News um where we just left off with gene being old saying druthers uh gene has also quit twitter large we believe it's because elon musk either agreed or said something anti-semitic i did dig it up and then i just i I just it's out of the ether it's out there people just type in elon musk anti-semitic and you'll find out the the story Mm -hmm. on it but neil young left noodles from uh um, oh, recently, he did this offspring. Yeah, very recently. So, and okay. Gene did to his. He did not make a like a, a formal explanation why. It's just obvious, I guess. Um, well, you know, his mom was a survivor of uh, uh, the Holocaust and a concentration camp. And you know, as much as he's not a religious person, you know, the, the Jewish people, you know, you know, he understands. It's a sensitive topic, is all I'm getting at, and I and I get. Sure um i really think I'm glossing over that. I'm just I feel like if i if I dig into it too much, I might get out of my depth, and so that's why I'm kind of being silly on this right now. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, you, so
2: no, I understand mm-hmm. I mean you need to stay in your depth, and that's uh just general kiss news
1: docking lyrics, <laughs> docking <and> lyrics <laughs> that's my safe space uh gotta stay there <laughs> um yeah. so yeah there and there's others you know, but uh uh whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> there's a really fascinating story that kind of had a kiss angle that that was not immediately apparent. Earlier in the week, it was before Thanksgiving. There was a crash on the uh, America a bridge connect going from uh, America to Canada, and there was a lot of hullabaloo. Was this a terrorist thing? Uh, you know, Justin Trudeau, mm. you know, put a sexy mug on television and uh, said they don't, oh, yeah. they don't think it was anyway. It turned out it was a guy going to a KISS concert that was driving too fast. <laughs> it was not oh, a okay. It was not a vehicle carrying explosive as Fox News reported it. It was mm. a vehicle carrying two, a KISS fan and his girl, um, who I believe <laughs> neither <laughs> survived. KISS's oh. uh, Tuesday night concert in Ottawa was canceled, the one, the one of the Canadian shows that after Paul fell. The man and okay. his wife insta- instead spent the evening at a local casino... And then uh, I believe the next morning he was driving a three hundred thousand dollar Bentley with his wife, and he lost control, and it blew up. Make some noise. Uh, you know, it's it's a horrible story. Except for, come on, man, Detroit Rock City. This is like a Kiss song, fucking living out just before the end of the the, the whole shebang. Right, and he's not going
2: from just washing dishes because he's he's driving a Bentley. That's the that's the twist. Washing a As lot a Kiss of fan that dishes. Has, That's a lot of dishes to pay for that Bentley, man, that beginning of the the album. That's horrible. At the same time, well done representing Kiss fans that have income.
1: You know, it's too bad because maybe he was driving fast to uh, get to the last show. I don't know. I wonder Mm. what a Canadian casino is like. Pay out in Toonies and Loonies? (laughs) I don't know. What's the exchange yeah. rate here? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's constantly changing. Right, right. In a, a, a border casino has to be, uh, you know, that's got to be a pain in the ass, right? Yeah, you would think denominations, so. mm-hmm. oh, Canadian man. dollars. Why don't you call it something else? Why you gotta call it a dollar?
1: So the end of the road. Like I said, it, <coughs> the, the, the tour will be over by the time that this comes out. Uh, did you uh-huh. see they're going to be streaming it? Fifty bucks. You getting it? Nope. Yeah, me either. I mean, it's shocking, absolutely nobody listening. Neither one of us are going to grab it, so. Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, if somebody wants to send me a, a tell you what, though. <laughs> if if somebody wants to send me a code for it, uh, Baco and I will do a live stream. We'll watch it together and do, like, um, whatever that stupid show is, Mystery Science Theater. There we go, yeah. We'll do a live commentary on the, on the stream.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the perfect thing about this uh, is that you're offering this after it's out, so we don't actually have to take advantage of anybody that might be... Right. Uh, we'll right. actually drop the 50 bucks for you guys. Um, yeah, well, well, we do a GoFundMe for every- us to do a commentary on it.
2: <laughs> and then say, sorry, it actually already passed. But thank you for the $50.
1: Man. Yeah, so, you know, not surprising. That's actually kind of a cool thing for those fans that for some reason want to see this Uh, Mm -hmm. but but good for them it's not terribly expensive $50 Um, at least they're only offering that not like that or this package or that package you know maybe they uh, they've learned a little bit of a lesson from the Dubai thing that they still haven't settled they they realize that they actually have to get a fulfillment center
2: Uh, that part, too, um, is your – what is your prediction for any – now, Ooh, maybe yeah. it's not Kiss Stars, but would they do any kind of um, obnoxious thing like a Dave Grohl? He, he uses that pull to pull, like, a Dave Grohl on stage because you know he's his neighbor and stuff like that. What about special guest stars getting on stage to kind of – I'm just saying, like, do you think anything different is going to happen – I think not even from the kiss universe.
1: Just guess. I I think they're going to do the Vinnie money box thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Honestly, I think maybe Bruce. That's it. Uh, I I don't really see much else. That's the only one that they can do in a way (laughs) that everybody involved can feel okay with. You know, Bruce doesn't have to put on makeup. He can come out and Tommy can still play and it won't be weird. And um, it doesn't sound like Ace and Peter have uh, uh, any interest in in doing that. What about uh, what
2: do you think? What do you think the Gooch is going to be in the the front row, and they're going to have the police show up and take him away,
1: right? To, right? Right before they hit the stage? <laughs> it's like a it's like a whole uh, sting operation. I probably I'm not going to mention who, but a friend of ours messaged me and said that he met uh, Kurt Gooch. And said he was one of the worst smelling people he's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that happens. He shows up in court and the judge is like, What is that odor? What is that scent? That is old- Kiss Fan. That is what
2: <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. That's Kiss Cologne. He's probably using it. Oh man. <laughs> it's gone bad. Expiration date on that stuff.
1: Well, I how is Kiss gonna get get on our program now after after this then? Uh well, I mean, it's like this. I think that after they retire,
2: uh, I'm sorry. Was that rhetorical? Did you have an no, answer? No, no. Okay. See, I was pausing.
4: Make some noise. You now, like you're,
2: that? Now, now you're pausing to think about something. I can take care of that and edit. Okay, good. So you've got, you know, the retirement. There's really not much to say anymore. The documentary is out. I think that Kiss is going to go into this phase where. There was a I I call it the golden age because I, I love this part, but there was a zone in between 93 and 95 where nobody was interviewing them and they would be interviewing for fanzines yeah. and all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Like yep. they would go to the lowest common denominator. They're going to go back to that because they have nothing to sell anymore.
1: No, so I'm they, I'm I'm asking like, how are they going to get on our radar to have show material? I guess oh. they got that bio I'm saying that, coming I'd out say on Netflix no, at some point. Yeah. I, I think that they'll have enough to, they'll actually qualify to be on our show. That's <laughs> <I mean, laughs> okay.
2: what I meant by that. Oh, we can finally get uh, Gene and Paul on. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, they're going to go into that 93 to 95 zone in about two years. You know, the, the, the uh, what do they call it? The bloom is off the whatever, off the rose, or I don't know how that cliche goes. Whatever. They're not, they're not going to have shit to sell. How about that? So they're going to be like, who's going to talk to us? Well, we got this guy named Baco and another guy named LC who just applied for uh, to interview
1: you on your whatever you're doing right oh, now, God. your paintings. And at this age, too, like when you, when you shift from being active to not active, it seems mm-hmm. like the, um, the cognitive degeneration picks up a little bit. Yes. And so we might yes. be getting like uh, like that Mick Mars interview with Eddie Trunk where it's like, What? What? you said, what? You know, it's just uh, a... Yeah.
2: No, I just hope to... I hope we interview... I hope we we interview Paul when his complete mask, his his facade or whatever you want to call it, like, he, there's nothing there left. He's just like, fuck it. He's in old man, fuck it mode. Yeah. And then finally, he lets loose. And you can ask those questions, and he doesn't give you... He doesn't steer you. He just lets it loose. Mm-hmm. That's what we... That's what would be... And then at that point, we'd say, thank you very much, everybody. Our show's done. We've hit our peak. (laughs) We finally got Paul to 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 have 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 an honest interview.
1: interview. I should have stuck with jerk story. Leave on a high note, baby. (laughs) That's right. Oates are in court. Actually, Daryl Hall is suing uh, John Oates and has a restraining order on him. And as of this morning, some of the details are out. Yeah, isn't that great? Jesus Christ. pretty awesome. Hall has a... Yeah. He he needs a
2: restraint. He can restrain him just by putting his arm out.
1: You'd think so, So yeah. Talk about a couple (laughs) old men. Um, Yeah. uh, I was worried when I interviewed him that I was talking to a 75-year-old man. I don't know how much... I don't know, but he was great. He was nice and... Feisty yeah. and fiery. Anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, so this is getting a ton of news. This was actually on Good Morning America. My favorite part of the Good Morning America coverage is that um, they're talking about it, and they just happened to bring up that, and, and Daryl even pointed out that Hall & Oates is not actually the name of the group. What happens next, L.C.?
2: Oh, nothing. There's no follow-up
1: question. Yes, there's like the, the, no explanation, just left that out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the answer he that's yeah, Daryl Hall and John Oates he apparently he's a stickler on that now. There's plenty of their records that say Hall and Oats though, so i I think it's just uh something you're being a little pedantic on anyway, Daryl yeah, yeah exactly um, so and again i, I,
2: I and like I've said I thought it was Hall of Oats as a
1: child. Hmm. you know what I mean Well just you know you're, you're from of... Indiana, that probably makes a lot of sense out there with all the mm-hmm. oats, sure. Yeah. No o- what, what oats? <laughs> it's
2: corn. <laughs> it's more than corn in Indiana, not oats. Uh, okay. I've got no oats. <laughs> you got no, where do oats come what from it? if not Indiana? And again, should have changed the name. You don't go with oats. You're not a food, never, no food product for a last name. What do you think? Corn. If it's corn, you got to change it to a K. Holland's Steve. anybody's name either. Huh? Holland Steve.
1: Holland Steve. Holland's something else. Come sounds Hall Ass, Sons, baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hall, yeah, what about Hall and Ass?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Daryl would be okay with that name change right now. I think so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we reposted the uh, the interview I did with him almost a year ago to this date um, because this is getting a lot of steam, and you can actually hear it mm-hmm. in the conversation that there is – he's got some, some beef with him, and I just – uh, you know, he was on with, uh, Bill Maher shortly after and, and to Bill's credit and they were in the same room and kind of getting loose. Uh, but he kind of extrapolated a little more is like, cause Daryl did the same thing on mine where it was just like, but you know, we're, we're, I'm all good with John. We things are great. After he just got mm-hmm. done shredding him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need but Daryl, and then, uh, Bill Maher's like, oh yeah, we're just great, but I also hate his guts. So it's just. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, so hopefully, people that uh, missed it get a chance to to listen to it and enjoy it, and uh, for those that caught it the first time, that's the explanation. But uh, the the details on the that the lawsuit are out a little bit. At least it's been leaked out because it was all sealed initially, and I'm not sure where I stand on this because um, basically, you know, they each own a percentage of the of the publishing right and uh, publishing rights, and Oates wants to sell his portion. To one of those big conglomerates ah, that are just going to give okay. you know overpay for it and uh, right um, honestly if I'm their age and I'm getting that those kind of offers that that we're seeing I'm probably taking it even though I think it's horrible for music I think anybody that's young out there and cares about music and the future of music should hate all this stuff happening uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't there's no good point but we've beat that to, to we've covered that in the past is all I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat that that Daryl wants some of that control. He's like, "No, I don't want to, this to be out there." But honestly, if it's just Oates' portion of the check goes to this company now, I don't know that why he cares too much. Maybe because he loses some control over how it gets used. That's why. I think so. I think that's where he's going. Then I, I get it. You know what I mean? This is it's especially when you in, when I'm talking to him, he says. I did it all. Oats did nothing. <laughs> he didn't do shit. Yeah, I know that's kind of what he said.
2: I like I never yeah, went with him. I, I, you, um, has is one of the headlines? Halls beef with oats. Mm, it should be.
1: You can take. You can have it. whoever's out there. It's my gift to the world. Oh, nice. Look at Easy you. headline. Look at you being all generous this time of year. It's a Christmas yeah, spirit. Exactly. It's a Christmas miracle. Happy holidays, everybody. What a funny. What a funny. Uh, why does he have to
2: have a Why does he have to have a restrai- restraining order too, though?
1: Yeah, is I know. I wanted. Yeah, is it like part, a physical restraining a order, much. or is it a like uh, it, this restraining order prohibits him from doing anything with this? Like he can't. Like everything's on hold until this is like. I don't know. I really hope it's to, like Oates is knocking on his door every night and he's won't leave him alone. <laughs> That's the funny image, right? It's like if, if the restraining order usually has a distance,
2: like you have to be X amount of feet away at all times. Yeah. I, I mean, he's off, he's already two feet away from from Daryl just by standing next to him, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're, you're from the top. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, yeah, I guess if you're
1: doing different different angles. Yeah. Left to right, you can get within that too. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, good luck, Oaths. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar has announced he's going to put together basically uh, a, a tour of of celebrating Van Halen's career. It's somewhat notable because while he's going to focus on his stuff, obviously, he's going to be doing some uh, Roth era songs as well. He's got basically the uh, the two guys that he ha- has with him every time uh, nowadays, uh, Bonham, Jason Bonham uh, on drums and um, his drinking buddy... Uh, Oh, my What's God. Name? Michael, Anthony. Michael Anthony. Fucking A, yeah. my God. Two first names, basis. Michael. Two first names. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Michael Anthony, and then uh, uh, to fill in the role of Eddie Van Halen, he's got his chicken foot buddy, uh, Joe Satriani, in. Um, they were on uh, Howard Stern, and I shared a video of, of them playing um, Summer Nights. I'm not mm-hmm. Was it Summer Nights? Yeah. Okay. I think it was. Uh, oh, maybe it's Cabo Wobble
2: sure summer nights but either way it was a yeah i think it was summer um
1: but it was it was refreshing to me because uh, first of all joe Saturini's an amazing fucking player kind of too much of a technician for my personal taste but he is effortless and flawless so i'm definitely not suggesting this guy isn't able to pull this shit off but he clearly has had little time with it and he actually kind of struggled with it it was it was like watching myself learn a song and a much easier song, by the way, <laughs> not that one, not right, that right. fucking song. Um, but uh, so that was kind of refreshing. It was just in a sense of like, I, I, look, you, you give that guy ten more minutes, he's probably got it mastered. He's that kind of guy. But um, the fact that like th- there was just a little human side to him. All of a sudden, he didn't look a little less like a robot, and and it was unique. And then what really got a lot of people going was uh, they played Mean Streets, and he had apparently just started messing around with that. And he kind of fucks that up. This is impossible
4: to play, right?
2: Crazy.
1: For all these, for all these that I, familiar with it. That's was, nuts. That was, an intro, that was an intro to a song called Mean Streets from early Van right. Halen stuff. I mean, you listen to that. It'll blow you. So, so, again, some people are trashing it because they should be playing Ross stuff. I'm more like just looking at it from a musician's sense. It was refreshing to see that even the greats have to go through a little bit of this. You know what I mean? And uh, Got to
2: go to rehearsal a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and again, I, I, I'm i confident he will have it all tightened up come showtime. Yeah, but uh, it is also refreshing to hear a band that was live. You know, what I mean, just knowing that everything I'm I'm listening to is actually being played right now, and for the first time, I noticed what you were talking about. I'm starting to see the age in Sammy's voice. He still sounds good. Don't get me wrong, but you could tell it's just not as easy as it once was. But this was also nope. at like six in the morning, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But in the process of talking to Howard. Like he says, like, look, if if if, uh,
0: if Alex Van Halen wants to jump out, if David Lee Roth wants to come out and join us, come on, motherfucker, you are welcome.
1: It sounds like he's inviting Dave out for the whole tour. Dave right. called his bluff. Dave said, "Let's do it," and Sammy responded, "Fuck no." <laughs> oh! And he clarified, said, look, if Dave wants to come up in one of the stops that we do and do a couple tunes, absolutely. But I am not taking that train wreck on fucking tour with me ever again. Um, but uh, I th- I don't think Dave was ever going to actually agree to it. Uh, I think Dave I knew it. and saw the opening to fuck with Sammy one more time. And let's do it, Sam. Fucking I'm in. This sounds great. You and me, yeah. buddy. Sam and Dave yeah. on the road again. <laughs>
2: Man, I I think it was uh, I think he had to because I think his his quote was something like Dave, you're more than welcome to come up. I don't think you'll be able to handle it or something like that.
1: He said some kind of thing after it was like a, it was he like he said something like invitation. obviously Dave can't do my songs at one point.
0: If Dave goes out, you know he can't sing my stuff. It's like like he
1: would ever want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, look, Dave can't do his songs if you ask me. But that's a different topic. Right. Uh, yeah, but yep. I, I <laughs> the whole thing just it it. it it's fun. That's let's put it that way. I I don't right. care. It's not coming to my town anyway. I do believe it has a uh, Denver stop. Yeah, it's interesting because it basically the only change is Satriani and the fact that they're saying they're going
2: deep on Van Halen. So they're basically wiping out their whole thing has been some some Sammy, some Van Halen, for whatever reason some Zeppelin, and they've kind of got rid of the Zeppelin thing. Thank God. Last time yeah. they were here, but uh, but it's it's, it's uh, interesting. i like i like they're, they're not, So I don't think there's people. I would actually like to see a chicken foot thing because I actually like those albums.
1: Well, he he's doing this as kind of like because I think he's just trying to take control of some sort of tribute to Eddie. Sure, Uh, and saying um, fuck it, I'm gonna do it instead of yeah. And I think because you got Eddie, there's only a couple guitar players that we could grab that people would be probably, you know, accept in this kind of role. Of course, Um, but you know maybe Satch don't use the chicken foot guitar. It's a little, yeah. Oh, was he? I didn't even notice. And again, that. Yeah, look, okay. who knows? This tour ain't happened until next summer, um, right? So maybe by then he'll get one of his goofy Satch guitars with the Eddie Van Halen paint job on it. But uh. it
2: will be interesting to see if it it, it packs the the house because, uh, like I said, it was a, it was a sh- solid showing just for the silly circle. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like at a, they, I would say it was probably seventy five percent sold at a fifteen thousand amphitheater. So. Um, yeah, throw a Saturani in there, some Van Halen deep cuts. It's probably makes financial sense. Like That's the closest thing you're going to get to a tribute, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, um, Mitch Malloy right. also accepted the invitation he didn't get to come out, <laughs> uh, by the way. Okay. Uh, he has gone on the record as saying, it, it. if you guys want to do anything from my ear in Van Halen, he fully endorses it.
3: Now, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked
1: that a lot. <laughs> I'd like to have him open and just do Van Halen 3 songs. <laughs> Wow. Uh,
2: That'd be great. I think so.
1: God. Did I tell you I listened to a recent interview with him? No. God, God who the fuck was it with? It might have been, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to misspeak. I can't remember who it was. But it was, man, what a suck fest. It was just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That guy, um, man, he has really, really stretched a lot out of a little. Uh, so good for him. Kind of impressive, to be honest with you.
2: I'm just really surprised that he didn't do the Van Halen experience again after. Wasn't the Van Halen experience done before Eddie died? No, it was, was it after, right after, I believe. Was it, was it right after? I okay, think I so. Right. I almost think that it wasn't, because then I think people would explode that it was
1: done. Yeah, after you could something. be right. Yeah. Because Eddie has been, what, it's been three years? Sounds right.
2: Yeah. Well, anyway.
1: Well, that's but, really the, the, the hullabaloo there, unless you wanted to flesh out more on Van Halen
2: let's say that tour comes to you and I
1: guess first question
2: is would you go yes or no if if tickets are reasonable let's say that they're 30 30 or 40 bucks
1: you know I think 60 70 is reasonable to go to the show for me personally okay, okay. um but this <laughs> this is definitely a what day of the week are we talking sure you know um, okay so that that answers the first question so then my
2: second question would be what songs would you want to hear from uh, the Dave era. Let's say he's probably going to hit the big hits for the Dave era. So let's let's go the deeper. What would you want to hear from from his era that's not normally the the ones that maybe he's playing? Isn't that what he's kind of promising too? Like like if he's playing Summer Nights, that's not something he's played for a long time, or Cabo Wabo, or like anything that you'd like to hear. Yeah, let me uh, give
1: you a, a slow answer here. <laughs> I would love it if they played Tattoo. Tattoo. <laughs> That would be hilarious, right? You
2: want some Dave? We're going to play something off of off of different kind of truth.
1: Seven Seal would be a cool tune to hear. Um, they're yeah, probably going to play Can't Stop Loving You or Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do, but I like both of those songs. Can I give you one more off of balance? Sure.
2: Wham Bam Amsterdam? Thumbs up or thumbs down? That's a thumbs down for this guy. Oh, okay. I like it.
1: Well, they're probably going to do Pound Cake. I'd like to hear that. Run Around, same thing. Um... They play that I would now. be happy if they didn't play right now, um, but you know that fucking thing. As is would out. I. Uh, oh, Dream yeah. is Over would be a good track. Uh, I like that one. Cool. Um, gotta do finish what you started. Black and Blue would be cool. Uh, How about Spanked? Um, yeah, I just suppose. Just kidding. No, uh, I'm that's joking. Okay. <laughs> that's a t-
3: Bad, that's not... bad boys, call me on <laughs> Spank. Line.
1: Mine all mine. <laughs> fuck right. yeah. Fucking mine all mine, baby. Okay. Um, also, AFU? S- skip When It's Love. I don't want that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I could do, you know, Sucker in a Three Piece would be a good one. Uh, oh, my God. That's the one that's on the top of my list. That and, uh, yeah, Black and Blue going
2: into Sucker or whatever. Be cool.
1: Good enough. Also, skip Why Can't This Be Love. Mm-hmm. Um, you can skip Dreams. So That would help me out. Um, Best of Both Worlds is a great tune. 5150 and and yeah i just uh i'm going to say that one of those like they got to de- grab
2: something like 5150 or that's what i mean like like uh people sh- people should know the Sammy era. there's some classic fucking tunes on there if you go deeper
1: and and if if the weird thing is that like if you ask me to pick a song by Eddie that is just impossible to play i would 5150 would be near the top of the list um right the, the, the those the chord progression on that God, it's just, um, I actually have the tab for that or had it back in the day and I said I'm fucking gonna I'm gonna get at least 20 seconds of this down I never did so anyway, what's the last track on 5150 where they're all ch-
2: just talking inside we should do a cover of that you and I where it's just the music and the, just our show playing in the background <laughs> <I> <laughs> thought, talking about this
4: I, I thought it was really-
1: well, yeah. Now I'll throw it in the episode. I'll just fucking in everything we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, did I miss any, any? Any that you would pick that I missed? That's pretty much. Those are solid. Yeah. Each, if there's
2: if you hit at least one that I would pick uh, per album. And well, that's he, the thing. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, you have to do something different than what the circle is doing. And that's a lot of them that you mentioned.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why they just drop the the. And I, Sammy loves those tunes, but God, they're just those little ballads from right. that that era are just dreadful. They did just release those on a box set. Uh, Kind of an underwhelming deal, to be honest with you. Um, Yep. Uh, But if they play anything from the Rothier, do you think they're going to play the greatest Van Halen of all time? Panama? Panama? Haven't had a Panama drop in a while. There you go, people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they hit Roth. You're gonna have, you're gonna absolutely have Michael Anthony doing um, "Ain't Talking About Love" because he's been doing that for years with uh, with Sammy's lineup. He does the vocals on that. And um, I will tell you, when that song hit, biggest song response for the, the whole crowd, the whole crowd went apeshit with 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 Michael Anthony doing the the Dave thing. Because people need that. You gotta have it. You gotta have some Dave in there, and they did.
1: When they were Van Halen, so play some why not? of that porn soundtrack Eddie did. Or, uh, <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be good if that was the the uh, the walkout music. Yeah.
2: yeah. Fuck yeah. That's how you do the tribute. You pull some deep, deep Van Halen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Look. Uh, are you going to go? You think or <clears throat> why not? Maybe that will be. Hey. By the way,
2: always open invitation. <laughs> okay. The lower level. <laughs> You can come out here, man. Oh, god! <laughs> Some nice venues in the summer. Yeah, line up a couple, couple bands.
1: You're all set. You know, it sounds good. Uh, are you going to be there? Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Well, okay. I'll see if Stephanie and I can figure something out. <laughs> oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> I understand. When's Taylor oh, Swift much. coming back? I'll I'll come out for that. <laughs> all right. I'll <laughs> babysit the dog while you guys could go. Trust a me, family when, trip whenever. to swift. <laughs> Whenever there's any dates in your town or mine, I'll be sure to send you the links. I was driving uh, Amy to work early one morning, and the local sports station does this bit where they pick two artists and then they pick songs by them, and, and the six people they gather pick one of those two, and they keep score. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's and motherfucker, they the two artists they had Beyonce and Taylor Swift i was like is this i feel like i'm being targeted here uh <laughs> <laughs> i'll, I'll tell you this i was actually I, I i was pleased we listened to it until i dropped her off because she's amy seemed to be enjoying it um i knew every beyonce song that they played and i knew not a single one of taylor Swift's songs so i am blissfully ignorant to her catalog outside of oh the, the it's me song um the uh shake it off and there's another one uh um, I don't know. There's like three, so okay. I'm gonna it's I'm gonna take that as a win. That's probably a good thing for me. I would, uh, but you know, when you're generic as fuck and have nothing unique to offer, it's kind of how it's gonna go. Beyonce's just bad. <laughs> I probably would have picked the Taylor lo- song in lo- all of them. By the way, see, I love the fact that you ended with that because people
2: were probably looking at the the ticker on the episode and be like, "There's only three minutes left on the episode. I haven't heard." Buck will talk about Taylor Swift or Beyonce in an angry <laughs> way yet. Yep, go then. Right the, right, the, right the buzzer.
1: Go back and take score. I, I, look, I, I accept the, look, anytime you have an opinion on Taylor Swift, it's going to get blown out of proportion, which is part <laughs> of my problem with Taylor Swift. She's just a fucking singer, people. Anyway, um, I, my, I do not have a, like, because remember I told you a couple weeks ago that my buddy, like, uh, got all bent out of shape because I just said, stop it in a personal message and it turned out he was up drinking and Mm -hmm. read it wrong. I remember for a second I was like, fuck, maybe I should go look at my feed. Am I posting more than I remember? And I fucking had nothing. I went back like a week. I'm like, I don't, I'm not obsessively commenting on Taylor Swift posts, sharing things. My opinion is out there. I'm not denying that, but there really isn't that much. So now Beyonce, hundred percent going to own that. Yes. Beyonce is trash. I'll say it is any chance I get an uh, opportunity to, uh, <laughs> and and I will take the consequences. I will one hundred percent own that. But I really haven't. Is I really haven't beat the Taylor Swift thing to death. I just think it's fun for other people, and that's fun too.
2: I just want. Yeah, I just need to ne- to make sure I I I need to get a nemesis. Is my point. I'm mad because <laughs> you're like a superhero, and this is like you're like. You're like um, uh, it's like Unbreakable and Mr. Glass, like yeah. two ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like you have Baco you need and a, Beyonce, in life, right? Baco Beyonce. You have to have a nemesis, and and that's that's I, I actually feel that's what it is. I, I feel left out. I have to have hmm. that
1: person who is a good nemesis for so, LC. Hmm, I'm just trying to think we'll of think somebody that's articulate and smart and. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you have to think about somebody breakable and somebody unbreakable. I understand what you're doing here. You're
1: a pretty good-looking the polar guy. Opposite. So who's like maybe like uh oh uh, who's the 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 guy in the wheelchair? It's Mr. Glass. No, and I'm in real life. <laughs> what do you mean in real life? Oh, you're talking about the 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 world's most intelligent. The uh, yeah, what's that guy's name with the the robot voice? <laughs> the guy that doesn't live anymore. <laughs> who's that guy? That's a genius. <laughs>
2: I, I can't That's think. My of his nemesis. Name. Well, I can't right now either. <laughs> he's not my. He's not my. He's not my. Um, my depth. <laughs> look up. Look up. Weird guy in wheelchair. Smart guy. Robot voice.
1: I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna look up. Genius in wheelchair. Robot Let's voice. Wheelchair guy. Stephen Hawking. E- your, your Google is correct. Yeah. All right. By the uh, way, I binged
2: it. Uh, I binged the, it. The, the answer was it wasn't a robot.
1: His name is Stephen Hawking. <laughs> it was one of the first. Steve. First thing. This. Was. <laughs> anyway. All right, buddy. Yeah. This has been fun. Um. I and uh, apologies to the family of the late great Steve Hawking. Steve. I yeah, and I, I just
2: wanted to make sure that we leave that completely unedited because I would love to to imagine people in their car screaming at their, <laughs> at their car stereo. I'm Steven g-
1: fucking hawking, you idiots. We're leaving it. That's yep. our gift Perfect. to the listener. Yes, your, you got to yell at gift. us. That's right. Why Listen, don't these guys do a live show? Up. They're so fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 I want to call in. <laughs> I have, that's one of the the the, the um, Biggest uh, comments I get about our show is that's, that people listen and they wish they could it was live so they could call in or because they get so angry then, about things. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll maybe, have to work on that. Maybe for we'll do a live Yeah, maybe we'll do a live stream for like uh, a uh, a special
2: event or whatever. We'll do a, a GoFundMe for it, just so you can call and yell at us and correct us. E- All right, buddy, let's get out of here.
1: Yeah, man, this has been fun. Buck's not dead. Um, you're thinking of Stephen Hawking. Buying underwear with the boy
2: got to at some point.
1: Well, yeah, no, it's yeah <laughs> I know. I
2: was like, I was like, listen. I, I I told him I had the whole talk. I'm like, you gotta let him hang. Don't let mom put you into any kind of uh, tidy whities. It's not good for you.
1: That's uh, a good. Were ways. you in
2: tidy whities? I was in tidy whities till like th- I remember 13 or 14. Yeah, all I, of a I, sudden, I, I was I, like, I, Every time I get home, I was like, why do I feel so much better when I put on gym shorts?
0: Yes.